Live. Laugh. Hey everyone, this is Live Laugh Lariat. I am Christian. I'm Daniel. And today we have a very special guest. We have brutal Bob Evans, who is one of the most respected minds in the business. He he has been doing this longer than I've been alive, which is worth something. So, hey, Bob, how are we doing? Daniel Christian, thank you so much for having me on. I hope you guys are well. Doing great. Freezing weather here in New England. Oh, and, my goodness. Uh, we're expecting record temperatures of negative 15 oh, on wow. Saturday. So... But uh, I'm hoping I can uh, warm the cockles of your heart and warm the phone lines for you since I'm an old guy with technology. I'm 50 years old, so apparently I can't get any kind of communication you send me to work except for the <laughs> damn phone. That's fine. So uh, I do apologize for that. But, oh, uh, it's all yeah, good. Guys, Real reliable. The phone is always yeah. there for us. <laughs> well, you know, and as soon as we say that, it'll drop us, right? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Awesome. But guys, no, I'm doing great. I'm doing awesome. My family's awesome. I hope you guys and your families are great. And uh, looking forward to as we kind of move into, you know, a little bit later in the year, but still very early in the year. I'm hoping everybody's working on their goals and resolutions, grabbing this wrestling world by the horns and man, making it work for them. So Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So before we jump to the interview, we did want to give you a platform to talk about Wrestle Life and your one-on-one -on -one coaching. Sure, yeah. It's one of the things I, I'm most excited about. We've, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, we started uh, WrestleLife.com, and that's been a fun community for uh, people to join. And uh, for your callers, um, if they'd like to jump in and be a part of it, I'm giving away, for your callers only, a 30-day free trial. Awesome. at uh, prowrestlingstarterkit.com, and then it'll be $39 a month after that. But it's, it's been great. We've had a, people try it all over the world, all over the country, and it's a great community where people in the wrestling business can come, and, you know, I have a ton of classes up there. I've got a content, some podcasts, a lot of instructional stuff, not really too, too much of the in-ring stuff, more the outer ring mm -hmm. stuff, the business end, trying to Absolutely. travel better, yeah. travel... Yeah, travel better, travel, uh, you know, with uh, making making this business work for you uh, more than you work for it. We all kind of lay our bodies out, put, their, put our bodies on the line, and we'd all do it for free. But my question is, if we're willing to do it for free, why not make a little money at it? And it's certainly not a, certainly not a uh, become a millionaire overnight and tell you I'm going to get you signed, but I can't tell you that maybe I'll come home after the weekend with money and... Uh, Mama and the kids will be a little happier if you can, you know, first start with pizza money and then start with car payment money and then hopefully end up with house payment money. That's the idea. Yeah, so absolutely. that's what the WrestleLife.com has been. And now we're kind of transitioning to the one-on-one -on -one coaching because I've had people say, well, a lot of the stuff is great, Bob, but I still have some very specific questions, some things that I need to work on, some accountability, some very specific steps I need to take, and I'd like to take it to another level. So I'm not one of these people that hides hides behind uh, fake pricing or, um, you know, I don't lie about my prices. Um, it's $100 an hour worth every penny, and you can go for as little as an hour, or we can do as many as you want. You pay by the hour, and when you're done with me, you're done with me, and you don't have to use me anymore, or if you, we can do it for, you know, once a month, once a week, once a day. Probably get a little expensive once a day, but, <laughs> um, and then I, you know, but, you know, it's, a lot of people like that once every couple of weeks. I've had some people kind of jump in on that. I've helped promoters 
grow their towns, grow their uh, live attendance. That's helped wrestlers get more bookings, um, managers, referees, podcast hosts. Um, it's really been a nice little, you know, a little blessing for everybody. And I kind of do these calls when I'm on the road because that's when I'm really in my best mind space. I don't have any distraction. Aside from driving, don't worry, I'm paying attention. But, <laughs> but aside from that, really, it's, it's been good. And, and again, I think that's going to be probably my next level. And then, and then I've just taken on becoming the booker and creative director of AFW Wrestling, American Excellence Wrestling in Hamburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, joining that with um, Jared Strunk and Antonio Alauginger. Um, those are the two owners, and then they've uh, hired on myself and Kevin Kelly. That's you guys awesome. all know Kevin. Oh, he's, from yeah, New he's Japan, fantastic. New Japan World. <laughs> and, yep. Uh, yep, Kevin from New Japan World, WWE, Ring of Honor. You know, Kevin's been a, uh, a very good friend of mine, a dear friend of mine for years. Uh, his son is my godson, so it's... Uh, oh, that's fantastic. You know, we man. have a very good relationship, very good very good personal relationship, very good working relationship. And uh, so we've been doing our best, and uh, the whole... First show we ran, we got their crowd up from about 200 to about 700. So we're oh, hoping nice. to wow. continue that February 18th, AXWTIX.com. And you can get tickets for as low as 5 bucks. But, huh. again, for your listeners, we're going to do, uh, if you use the promo code BRUTAL, for BRUTAL Bob, B-R-U-T-A-L, you get another 20% off your ticket. So we're trying to make this an affordable, family-friendly experience. We had... I counted 78 new people that had never been to wrestling before, and we counted, obviously, about 350 new fans that had never been to our product before. We did have some repeat customers that had come back to check it out. And uh, it's been fun. It's kind of a throwback when the Hamburg Fieldhouse where Roddy Piper constantly stuck over the head with the coconut, and we're uh, providing uh, almost like an 80s uh, house show feel. Mm. But obviously so using cool. uh, some of the modern product, keeping it simple, good guys, bad guys, the whole deal. The kind of wrestling I grew up on because I think it's the, the coolest wrestling around. And that doesn't mean I don't have an appreciation for this pro- today's product. I obviously do. I think they're great. Yeah. But I think we need something a little different, a little different in that space. And uh, marketing is all about branding, but branding is all about uh, personalities and what I can bring to the table. And uh, it's been successful so far, guys. So we'll see. Fingers crossed. February 18th is the next show. So going to be there about once every six or eight weeks and uh we're looking forward to serving the community in hamburg really well so we've uh, helped a lot of charities out gotten a lot of businesses involved and uh we're hoping to make it a big community event so awesome that that yeah. is so amazing and it's so great that you are giving some of the young and and guys in, in their career just an opportunity with your wrestle life option i mean that that's such a great resource like that that is yeah. truly incredible even with just our page, we have people message us saying, hey, how do I get into wrestling? Where do I go? And I feel like the wrestling right. boom, there's so many different places where people can wrestle and watch wrestling that is probably like an all-time boom of people joining the field. So this is a great opportunity for a lot of wrestlers. Even if you've been in the field for a long time, make sure you check it out. Bob, a look. And we'll have all that information oh, yeah, because on you our can, social. Uh, yeah, you can, yes, please. And uh, it's com. But if you want to get that... You'll get a 14-day free trial anyway, but if you want to get the special 30-day free trial, it's ProWrestlingStarterKit.com. That'll take you right to it. Um, you'll be able to sign up right from there. you got to put your credit card in, but it doesn't get charged. And if you want to cancel after 29 days, you go right ahead. Okay. I even send you a reminder because I want to make sure that you're <laughs> enjoying yourself. I want to make sure that you're um, you know, getting all the resources. Um, I'll be available for questions on there. If somebody has a question, they can email me right from any email I send. So... 
it's uh yeah it's been good and we're gonna build on it i've kind of let it i haven't let it slide because it's kind of its own thing and it's standalone but um i haven't paid as much attention to it just because i've been doing so many other things and and real life kind of takes its toll on you sometimes too and and real life's been i've been blessed by a lot of work which is why i was late kind of getting my phone you guys too so no it's been one of those things, fellas, where it's, um, you know, and, and also some tragedy. I mean, we had Jay's passing and had some other personal things happen to me and, and you know, some other people outside of wrestling kind of uh, passed on and things like that. So it, it's real life is always going to happen, but you just got to kind of remember that, you know, 99.9% of this uh, life is, uh, is a blessing, a lesson, sometimes both, and we just have to enjoy every minute we have with everybody around us. So that's what I'm trying to, what I'm trying to do. Doesn't always work out, but I'm trying. Yeah. That that is truly incredible, and it really is such a showcase of your passion for pro wrestling and giving back to a, a younger generation. But getting into the root of your passion for pro wrestling, I'm just what is your earliest memory of pro wrestling? Well, it's 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 interesting because I, I'm not sure if it was actually at Camberg, because that's where WWF used to tape their uh, before they did Superstars of Wrestling and Wrestling Challenge. They used to tape in Hamburg, Pennsylvania. And then right down the road, about 35, 40 minutes down the road in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Okay. And I remember there was uh, the Strongbows beat Fuji and Saito for the tag team titles. Now, oh, wow. it was I have a feeling it was a flashback with up Because it was probably 1983 and 1984, but I think they were going back. Let's take a look at, you know, this title change or whatever. And I don't think I saw it live. I think I saw it as like a best of or something. And I just remember... You know, the match wasn't anything special, just um, Strongbow, you know, pins uh, Saito or Fuji, and the place goes crazy. But I remember this one little boy, probably about 13 or 14, about the same age I was when I was watching this clip, uh-huh. jumped with these plaid pants, because that was the uh, style back then, he's, you know, 1979, 1980, whatever it was. And he's jumping up and down, and like, man, this kid could have dunked a basketball. And he's just <laughs> a little teenage boy, uh-huh. but he's jumping, it looks like he was jumping 50 feet in the air. And I was like, and I was a sports fan. I like baseball, and I watched some baseball, basketball, that kind of stuff. But I said, "What is the re- what is going on that's causing these people to have this kind of a reaction?" Because I've never seen this kind of reaction in sports. Now, granted, kind of all the Boston teams were kind of uh, on their face at the time. It, it, it's we've, we've had a lot of great teams lately, but it, it's back then they really weren't that great a team. So maybe they were jumping up and down like that. But I had never seen a reaction like that in my life of anything like that. So I said, what sporting event is this? And it ended up being wrestling. And, and, and nobody in my house was fa- was a fan. It wasn't like I grew up watching with my mom or my dad. Uh-huh. My parents were very educated people. And they, I mean, they didn't mind sports, but they weren't sports people. My parents actually like sports better now in their late 70s and 80s than they did back, back then. But um, my brother didn't like it. My brother was very, very much into like role-playing D&D, things like that. And that mm. still is. And uh, I was the only real sports person in the house, so I really didn't have some, you know, I don't have a story like, oh, my granddad or anything like that. I just remember that moment, and then I got into it a little bit later with the Hogan and Piper stuff, the War to Settle the Score and MTV, David Wolf, Cindy Lauper, Mr. T, all that. Absolutely. Uh, and then WrestleMania, obviously, and then when the WrestleMania VHS came out in September, right around my birthday, all of a sudden I came down ill, and my mom, like, you know, my parents didn't have a lot of money back then, and, and that that uh, VHS was forty bucks, nineteen eighty five, which is probably seventy bucks now. And you know, uh, 
it, you know, everybody's in a better place financially now, but back then it was a struggling teacher and a struggling librarian and they, they managed to get me a nice gift like that. And I stayed home and I watched it over and over and over again, you know? So my mom knew what was up, but yeah. she played along. She's like, okay, you can stay home, you know, but that was, those are the earliest memories I had. And then just kind of grew up watching Hogan. And then later on that year, started watching Crockett because we had PBS on cable and just kind of followed them both parallel through college. And then 1992, I, well, actually 1990, 1991, I started doing backyard wrestling mm-hmm. and then put it on public access. So that's why I don't pick on backyard wrestling. And then <laughs> had a number because, and that's, and I had a number on there because we had, it was just my home number, but we had a, you know, we, we thought it was going to be like a wrestling club. Hey, if you want to wrestle with us, come do stupid, crazy wrestling stuff in the, in the backyard with us. And then, Brian Brieger, who uh, wrestled as Black Scorpion in New England, called me and said, yeah, we have a place called Yankee Pro Wrestling, and it's in New Bedford, Mass., which is about 15 minutes away, and we'd love to have you practice with us And if you want to take it to another level. And I said, actually, guys, in another two weeks, it'll be 31 years. So That's awesome. February 12th, That's so 1992, cool. and uh, yeah, that was it. Well, congratulations, uh, man. Like, like that yeah, truly is you. such an accomplishment. To be able to right. do it at the level that you're doing it consistently is, it's not something right. a lot of and, people and, do. And the anniversary this year, I'll be at NWA and <sighs> myself and my partner, Tim Hughes, will be just back putting a, putting a nice suit of clothes on and walking around and <laughs> trying to get an opportunity. I'm, 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 I'm 50 years old, 31 years in wrestling, and I'm not afraid to go and, and go show up and try to get an opportunity. So um, we think we can bring something to the NWA and, and That's so cool. by God, we're going to try. So, you know, when I when I walked in there and 70% of the roster has been at one of my seminars, I said, <laughs> I think I'm in the right place. Yeah. I said, I think I'm in, yeah. So, and then, you know, I have a lot of people, you know, all we got to do is show up and show out. And uh, they were really classy last time. We went to Nashville for a couple of days and, and they were doing that team challenge series they did all across Christmas. So they had to use pretty much everybody on their roster. So they apologized for not having a spot for us and they were going to try to get us a spot next time. So. That's that's kind of where we are, and uh, yeah, guys, it's, uh, it's it's been a ride. But yeah, that was those are my earliest memories, kind of, and then that kind of I took you along the path there. But that's kind of how it how it began, and and, and how it uh, how it is now. So awesome. What would you say about wrestling really drew you in, and ultimately, what was it? And I'm sure they're connected. That made you want to take the jump from just watching it on TV to now you're doing it and now you're getting trained and now you're on TV kind of it, it was always I never I early on I, I I never wanted to maybe not early on but maybe early on I did want to wrestle full-time but later on when I was going to WWF and WWE as an extra I realized I didn't want to wrestle full-time and <laughs> I didn't I didn't I didn't want to do the road I was I'm one of these guys who I like being married and you know kids the whole thing absolutely so, um so it was one of those things where I wanted to wrestle a lot, but I didn't want to wrestle. I kind of wanted to dictate my own terms, you know. So, um, but early on, you know, the, the usual, like, you know, how those guys would be able to pull a crowd, how those guys would be able to get those reactions, and mm-hmm. you know, it's it. it but I, I, you know, it, it's it's different for me now because the coaching bug has kind of bit me the last ten years. So it's not as important for me to be out there doing it myself. But if I if I tell somebody to do something and they get that same reaction, I'm like, "Ooh, that reaction! I helped with that reaction." You know, so that's that's been a that's been a fun way to do it, and I it, it changes over time. I can tell you that much. But I still like going out there. I still like performing. I still like 
meeting everybody. But it's the business that, that drives me now. It's the, it's the nuts and bolts of it. It's the outside the ring stuff, mm-hmm. the, the customer service part, the attendance part, the revenue. Absolutely. Are we, are we, are we, are we bringing in numbers? The, the vanity grab ass, like booking stuff, booking is fine. But these long storylines where a guy looks like a homeless guy and he comes out and says, I'm a millionaire and I'm going to buy your company. And he's wearing a, 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 a coat that he looks like he found at the found on the ground. And yeah. Like these storylines just don't really ring true and people don't buy them. And then there's just the friends and family there and there's 40 people there. Like, come on, man. Like people love wrestling. People love going to wrestling. They might not like wrestling as much as we do. They might not go all the time. Mm-hmm. But everybody loves to go to a ball game every once in a while. Everybody loves to go to, you know, even people that don't like baseball, they'll go to a minor league game once in a while just to yeah. kind of hang out, see the mascots. And that's kind of the, the model I've, I've taken over where, like, everybody can be a wrestling fan once, twice, three times a year, and that's all we need. We just got to get a lot of people to show up. Yeah, you just and when yeah. We say, need those people, like, as a, right. a mass audience, yeah. And you sell the live experience rather than you sell the wrestling. Once you start selling wrestling, we're done. You can't sell independent wrestling to wrestling fans because why? Because you're going to see it on TV for free, mm-hmm. and the guys it's are way the experience, better. Yeah. And even if even if even if we are technically whatever better means, I'm more technically sound than this guy on TV. Yeah, but he's on TV, so he wins because <laughs> yeah. he's on TV. That's the end of the game, and that every sentence ends with that. He's on. He stole my move. Yeah, but he's on TV. He wins, and he probably didn't steal your move. He probably did the move thought about it about the same time you did and so stop crying about it and come up with something else so, yeah, and, and very much um I, I compare wrestling a lot as an as an art form and it, it it truly is there is not an original idea it's been done do it do it your yeah. way find a way yeah. find a way to make it you it's and like the simpsons it did it that, yeah every joke you've had the simpsons have already done it so just do it but you're Put your spin on it. Right. Just do, and, and, and there's only what, seven, you know, whatever the seven stories that, you know, that, mm-hmm. and you hear about all these quotes where somebody said, Oh, a thousand years ago, they said, well, all the stories have been told. We can't tell any more stories. And yet this is the most, this is the golden age of compelling television. We've had yeah. the most compelling television that we've ever had. That's the most, that's the highest quality. And, and they just keep putting out the quality, 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 quality. So it's, and I'm not talking about wrestling television. I'm talking about television television. Of course, yeah. Where it, you know, uh, you know, it's just it just keeps coming. So obviously, there's plenty of stories to tell. There's plenty of stuff to do, and in live experience, especially in the last few years, guys. I mean, you guys probably know this yourself. I know I have. Being up here, I mean, with the COVID stuff, Massachusetts mm-hmm. was third behind New York and New Jersey for exposures, for death, for all that with COVID. So, and then we're right near uh, French Canada, and French Canada was shut down for a long time. So, bringing the live experience to them is now more important than ever because, oh my good, yeah, shoot, half half the people gave up. Like, half the people that were putting on live stuff gave up. They don't do it anymore. So, now it's a premium. So, as a people, premium, you can charge more. Yeah. You know? An audience needs it now more than ever because it's an experience, and in its own way, it's. Wrestling to its core is good guys versus bad guys, and that's hope. And, and people need that right now. It's a, it's a necessity. Well, how about, how, about, how about this? You're going micro, and that's – you're going micro. You're going macro in wrestling, but micro in the, in the live experience. I'll go macro in the live experience. I have marketing people that see, – see, the thing with 
they think I'm a big dumb wrestler. I have a college education. I'm I'm fine. I did well on my SATs. I'm not a stupid man. I, I grew up with intelligent people all around me, and even if I wasn't smart, they, they were going to be smart for me. Uh-huh. And I also have a lot of smart friends that are happy to help me. One of my guys called me up and he said, and this is a guy who, who consults for, you know, with multi-million dollar people. He has guys who have managed musicians. He has guys that, that have six, seven-figure jobs. This is a guy who's a, who, who talks to a lot of people, and he whispers in people's ears. And he said to me, he goes, yeah, I was looking at that wrestling thing you did, and I wanted to go check out yeah, I want to check out what you're talking about with community. And then he said that area of Pennsylvania, they have, they, they don't have a ton of money, but they have their middle class. They're fine, but they don't have a lot of community stuff. He goes, the, whatever the, whatever the, the, the matrix that he, he measured, he said mm-hmm. the community stuff is, is low. So you could, you could uh, bring people together and this might be the only thing that they get brought together every, every six weeks. And I said, yeah, man, I said, I remember when I used to go to indie wrestling shows and, and big wrestling shows like WWF house shows. Mm-hmm. Got to remember, like WWF house shows come come to Providence once a month. Yeah. So we see we see the same gang pretty much once a month and the people we came with. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we'd all just go up to the deep seats and all sit together and joke around and have a good time. Like that's the community part. Of so course. there's a lot of opportunity in there to work at you know to, again community involvement and getting people out the door and saying, come see this, be a part of it. This is a cool thing that's happening in your backyard. And we want to be a part of your community as well. We want to be, we want to help grow your, see, that's the thing. Wrestling companies come and they go, we need sponsors. I'm not looking for sponsors. I'm looking to grow your business. Yeah. Come partner with me and I'll put you in front of a thousand people and grow your business. And right. And like, I'll, I'll even have you come in and, and pass stuff out for free the first time just so we can kind of like get the ball rolling and see if we can do any numbers for you. I want to, ch- I want to start like studying our economic impact. I remember when I did my show in Plainfield, Connecticut, somebody, uh, another guy who shall remain nameless. Um, not that you know him anyway, but he came <laughs> out and he did a little, ex- he did a little, like he was an economic impact guy. And he uh-huh. did a lot of that stuff with the college he was with. And he said, yeah, you probably bring in about three, $4,000 into the economy every time you run and on the big shows, you probably bring in close to 10,000 and he goes, and he goes, it's really not that tough. He goes, anybody that gets 20 bucks in gas is down times 300. That's 6,000 bucks, Bob. He says, it kind of adds up quick. Yeah. Now half those people buy a pizza or soda or a beer or a sandwich. And now you're at eight, 10 grand. I go, boy, that was quick. He goes, yeah. And those people wouldn't have come if they weren't coming to your show. So we're studying economic impact. We're studying everything we can to kind of show like, hey, we want to be, we want to be a part of this. We want to be like with you guys. This is what we want to do because we want to be able to. Kevin and I's big plan eventually will be to kind of put it in a nice little blueprint and then bring it to these promoters and go, hey, if you're struggling, this is kind of the piece that you need. This is the handbook that we can, mm-hmm. you know, we can we can show you. Sell like a, really a marketing in strategy you know. in wrestling. That's incredible. Absolutely. Yeah, I love that. It's almost like Moneyball. Well, it's not only, yeah, well, I mean, it's a, it's a marketing strategy too. And I, like a lot of the guys in Pennsylvania were not the right wrestlers for what I wanted. So I, you know, not that I'm not using anybody from the old crew. I am still using some guys from the old crew and I will continue to. And nobody really gets fired. It's community theater. Like you just don't get, you don't get used for a while. Then you get used again. Then you don't get used for us. It's not a big deal. Yeah. You know, and there's plenty of other places to go. But right now I just, there's specific spots speaking of Moneyball that we need to fill. 
yep. and we fill those spots with. And, and this is where my experience traveling the NBC and a bunch of people comes in because I want a certain guy, so I bring in Derek Neal from Kentucky. Well, Derek Neal is completely underexposed to Pennsylvania and basically the Northeast. He wrestled a little bit in Mass, but in Western Mass, where that's not really where the population of all the Massachusetts promotions are. So mm. you bring in Derek Neal from Kentucky, who's had 19 years of experience as a grown man and wrestles like a main event guy, and then you put him in a main event spot in front of people who can, you know, in front of one of the pretty much the media center of the, of the, of the wrestling world in the Northeast. And then you kind of just let that happen and you go, Hey man, I hope you get a job out of this. But if you don't get a job out of this, you have a job with us. And there's nothing wrong with hanging around with Bob and Kevin and kind of figuring out the stuff you don't know, because we've been, Kevin's been around for 35 years. I've been around for almost 31. There's a lot of experience there. And mm-hmm. you know, if things go well, then maybe Kevin can put a word in for him for new Japan. I mean, Kevin's an announcer. He's not a scout or anything, but he certainly can make recommendations. And I have plenty of I have plenty of friends everywhere, so I can make recommendations too. But you know, they'll say, "Have you seen him lately? Have you seen him here?" Well, I don't go down south as much as I used to. Alabama, Kentucky, I don't see him as much. But if I bring him to me and I put him in front of people, and I have him carry one of my young guys, one of my you know, the heel carries the young baby face. Well, now we're just kind of doing wrestling the right way, where that's how it's supposed to be anyway. So. And it, it all kind of moves, it all kind of pieces together, guys, once you kind of figure out, you take the ego out of it, mm. and that's difficult for me, but you take the <laughs> ego out of it, and you kind of go, what is this, what do we need? Not what do we have, what do we need? What do we need? We already yeah. have this, what do we need? What, 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 what's underserved? And I think the wrestling I grew up on was really cool wrestling, and it touches every generation. And old people, young people, people that don't speak English, it's very, it's very simple, it's very basic, it's very easy to understand, uh-huh. and I think we need to get back to that, which doesn't mean we all sit, we all wear wolf tights and we sit in chin locks for 10 minutes. That's <laughs> boring to me as much as it's boring to you, but there's nothing wrong with kind of bringing it back where we all, you know, I, I've been to shows, guys, and I'm sure you have, where there's been seven matches, the heel comes out, he says shut up two times to the crowd in the beginning. And then never acknowledges the crowd again. And yeah, it looks like they're it's wrestling very under glass. Yep. And the baby face shakes everybody's hand and goes and starts that little clap thing in the beginning and <laughs> never acknowledges and never acknowledges the fans again. And they go, Well, they're a dead crowd, they're quiet. I go, But that's not that's not working crowd, that's saying hello. Yep. That's, and then yeah. And then saying, Watch me wrestle. And it's like, I don't want to watch you wrestle. I wanna be involved. I wanna be in the show. I wanna be this is supposed to be an inclusive you know, we always talk about inclusivity and we always talk about that with gender and race and, and you know, all that. And I agree with all that, but we also should talk about inclusivity as in let's include the fans in this experience. Like, yeah, because that's what made me a fan. Like I, when I go to a show and you know, I didn't go to a show for the first couple of years, but you could see that they were, the heels were messing with the people. You could see that the, the guys were over because people cared about them. Like mm. we're just trying to make people care again. And I know it's not going to be, I look, I don't want, red hot heat where the heels jump in and people are rioting. I don't want that. I, yeah. I want it to be a fun experience and I want people to kind of be, you know, I have no problem with them at the end of the show going up to the bad guy and saying, Oh man, you really got me mad there for a minute. You know, Oh, well that's, and the bad guy does what they used to do. Oh, that's just me in the ring. I, you know, when I get in the ring, it just, it, it turns me into another person, but that's all. When business is over, I'm a pretty nice guy like that. That's what, that's how they would explain it. They never said it's fake and tell you all about the bumps and everything. They would just kind of go, yeah, I'm a different person once the 
once the bell rings. That's all. Yeah, that's and you great. bought it because you didn't like you didn't really want any more of an explanation. That was good enough. That's awesome. And and that very much is something we have mentioned on the podcast before is the audience is the third person in the match because they want right. to be part of it more than anything. They want to be the difference between the baby face being able to pull this off and not. It's because of their support that, that all of a sudden they can have this great comeback and, and, and all of that. And, and you were just this... Um, you have all this knowledge, and I, real quick, I want to plug your, your Facebook yeah. page because it is the greatest thing I have seen in the last week. You put up this post, I think it was 34, 34 tips on being an oh, independent yeah. wrestler, and it was the most yeah, amazing well, post. I was just like, oh, this is such this wealth of knowledge. And oh, it, yeah, well, that's kind of like, that's from the greatest hits. That, that one and the... That one is, I think that's my most shared now. The other one is make half a million dollars in independent wrestling, which will, I'll pop up. Whenever that pops up, I usually send it back out again. But um, and, um, I just lay it out, for, you know, I lay it out for people. I just And then it was kind of like one of these days a couple years ago where I just came up with a list. And it was all kind of when the, the and I didn't want to make some big political comment about the speaking out. and Like, uh, you know, it, it's it, if you grew up right, you know to keep your hands to yourself. You know that you don't show anything to anyone they don't want to see and, and all that. But sometimes people just need it to be laid out. Cool. Like, you know, yeah. like stop pretending like, you know, oh, I don't have a towel, so I got to get naked in front of you. I've seen, I've seen all these tricks. Uh-huh. And 25 years ago, they would wink at you and laugh, but I'm sure the women were just as mortified, but they were just trying to play along because yeah. that's what it was back then. You know, and, 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 you know, I, I kind of separated myself from that a long time ago because I'm an older guy and I'm not really looking to, to go back to the hotel with women or anything. I'm just kind of, you know, going to bed because it's probably the first good night's sleep I've had in a week. So I'm, <laughs> I'm not really interested in staying up any later than I have to. And plus, like, the women are half my age and, you know, it, the, the list goes on and on. But I, I and, and I'm not interested in that anyway. I'm a happily married man. My wife's great. I got no, you know, that, and if people want to look, if, if you want to live your life a certain way, that's fine. I'm not going to judge you, but you better not be taking it. Like if women are, if you want to cheat on your wife and, and all that, and, and that you're okay with that, I'm not happy with it. It's not something I would do. I've made that mistake years ago and it, it, it did nothing but give me pain and blow up my life. I'll be the first one to admit it. But the, the whole thing with, okay, if that, that's women that are consensual and willing to do it with you. However, if you're going to like play these games where, you know, the woman's not into it or you're going to, no, we're not going to play those games. You go to wrestling to work. You don't go wrestling to get women you don't, or men. You don't go to wrestling to drink beers and slap each other on the back and F around. You go there to do, look, you can have a blast. We're all doing this for fun. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we should all have, we should all laugh and have jokes and you can tell a dirty joke. I'm not going to, you know, clutch my pearls if I hear the F word. You know, I use it a lot myself, but, and I know you guys said I could, but I'm just trying to be, uh, behave myself here. But, <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. You know, but, but that's the whole thing. Like, but that's, it, you turn it into a grab ass thing, guys. And then that's where the standards get lowered. And I'm, this isn't, this isn't, um, me. Re- I don't want to judge anyone. Cause I, I feel like I'm, I, I don't want to come across like I'm holier than now. I've made all those mistakes. Yeah. You know, I've, I've, I've flirted with women too much when I shouldn't have. I've, you know, I never took advantage of everyone, but I've, I've, to, I've towed the line if I haven't crossed it. And you could tell the, the, the women weren't, you know, and this is when I was single, not when I was married, but still. Yeah. Like, 
they, they weren't really into it. You know, I've, I've, I've been a jerk at shows. I've not cleaned up. I've not taken care of people. I've hurt people and not taken them to the hospital. Like, you know, it, it's, you know, and there's, there's people that have done these things perfectly and, and I didn't. And I, these are the, and it was kind of just kind of a list of stuff I've learned and stuff that, okay, well, nobody told me that. Well, somebody did tell you that now. Yeah. I think that's, you know, somebody awesome. did tell you that now and, and you can't, you know, you read it, you saw it and now it's, now it's on you because, Oh, I was never, nobody ever said anything like that's, I get that a lot. Well, nobody ever said it to me. I said, no, because somehow in wrestling, we decided to just take the guys and throw them in the deep part of the water and go swim, swim. And that's sometimes people need that. But most of the time they kind of need the gradual, you know, Hey, start slow. You know, you know, don't, you know, the handshake thing is great. We should be, you know, greeting everyone, saying hello, introducing ourselves. But if somebody's in a, a meeting, I had, I was, it was in Hamburg, as a matter of fact. I'm talking with the main event, trying to tell them what I want for the match. They're trying to tell me what they want to do. We're kind of, you know, working it out as a team. And I got 20 people walking up to me and shaking my hands. They're afraid they're going to get heat. <laughs> uh, Little do they know they're going to get more heat doing that. Because yeah. there's a reason Vince has a finish room in WWE. So that you're uninterrupted when you're giving your finish. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, it's a little office in, in every arena. They go in the office and it's says finish room. And there's a guy with a, a, a guitar, and, and not a guitar, a guy with a cigar, and he's, you know, it, it's like a little hush-hush room, and it's a little kayfabe room where the guys can go and talk and, and not have to uh, be interrupted by people. And uh, Again, all these dumb little politics that we play yeah. that lead us into no money, and again, it ain't all about money, but again, we'll do it for free, guys. Let's, do, let's make some money at it. Let's make some money. Let's... let's Let's come home with some money. Let's let's replace our day's pay that we missed going to the show. What's wrong with that? Like yeah. that's just common sense. That's not even that's not even like money grubbing or it, if you make fifteen bucks an hour and you leave eight hours early and it takes another two hours to get to the show and back, to me that's twelve hours. You should be trying to make hundred and eighty bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean that's how I look at it. Absolutely. Like, your, try to get your travel. And I don't mean ask for hundred and eighty bucks because sometimes you're gonna make twenty bucks, but you can sell merch, you can sell you can uh, you can bring your massage table and you can rub guys' backs in the back. You can you know, and again, I know guys that you know. We have a couple. There's a referee, Jared, that that works for NWA. He had a massage table and he was making a couple hundred bucks in in, in massage money and making whatever he was making at repping, which wasn't that much. And you know, there's ways to make money in this business if you just kind of use your head. But yeah. we're too busy trying to like live this life of some broke independent wrestler that drinks and suits his women on his wife. And, and uh, you know, half these guys and girls don't want to do that. They I, don't want to live that life. They just want to kind of wrestle and go home and yeah. have a good time. You know, it's a, it's a community thing. Of course. Yeah. I, I think w- what's big here is learning lessons and overtime learning lessons. But speaking of things I learned, so Daniel was doing some, some research this week and da- Daniel, Tell yeah. us about this. This is awesome, and, and you're part of it. So we're, we're just going to brag on you for a second. Yeah, I just, uh, uh, just uh, kind of a personal question I had: uh, the Iron Week, kind of your statement of "Hey, I still got this." If you could just walk mm-hmm. us through what led up to that, and then what I'd love to know is if you were to do that today, who are some of the guys that you'd want to go up against? Well, I did one. La- I did one last year. Oh wow! As well, well, boo yeah, on me. I, I, <laughs> I, I, no, no, that's 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 fine. I, I sent it out. 
I sent it out to newsletters with personal friends and they decided it wasn't news enough to do it. You know what? I did it anyway. Yeah. And if you go on, actually, if you go on that same Facebook page, if you go on my videos, I have about four or five of those. That's awesome. I broadcast awesome. them. I broadcast them live. We did a bit of chat. Like, um, my opponent picked the charity. I picked the charity and we kind of just, you know, we didn't make a ton of money at it. 50, a hundred bucks a match. And then we just donated that to the, to the charities. And uh-huh. that, that's still incredible though. I did. Yeah. I did seminars in five out of the seven places to kind of raise money for myself. And, you know, but that was the only money I kept the rest of it. I just kind of gave the charity. So, and I, awesome. I flew myself in on miles and, you know, I, I kind of just made it work. You know, and I went all over the country. I flew, I think I was on, I think I was on 12 different flights in seven days. Wow. And I didn't even count the miles because it was just nuts. I drove a bunch of, I drove a bunch of miles. I flew mostly, thank God. But yeah, um, my office job, I struggled to work if I fly once. So that is incredible. You oh, are, well, yeah. you are truly <laughs> a workhorse, but, but um, going back yeah. to Daniel's question, if so, 2023, if you were to do, mm-hmm. like, are there guys independent circuit-wise that you would love to work in an Ironman match j- j- if you were to do it this year, hypothetical? Yeah. Or just kind of, uh, who are some guys that you think more people should know about? I will, I, I, I haven't really looked at doing one again this year yet, yet, because sometimes I sometimes I get all hyped up to do it, and I say I'm going to do it, and then I back out of it. So uh-huh. um, my tag team partner, Tim, said last year that if I said it one more time, I had to do it. So that time, so he kind of called me out on it. <laughs> um, so I ended up doing it, but, um, I'll tell you the guys I did, you know, I, Barrett Brown from Texas. I love Barrett, Colby Carino, uh, um, you know, Steve awesome. Carino's son. Sure. Those are the two. I actually wanted to, Steve was going to try to wrestle me in the, in it last year too, wow. but NXT just, he couldn't do it to do to his NXT schedule. So, yeah. um, cause I wanted to cap, I wanted to do, I wanted to have Steve be the first part of the week and Colby be the last part of the week. Then they were call me on my 50th birthday. So I ended up wrestling Colby in the last match on my 50th birthday, and uh, I almost got him killed. He fell off the top rope and almost broke his neck, and he was laughing about it, but I was scared <laughs> to death. I was like, yeah. well, his father will kill me, and NWA will kill me, and everybody will kill me. But um, but I made Botchamania, so hey, why not? Barrett <laughs> um, Brown, Derek Neal, the aforementioned Derek Neal. Um, Balaam Links out of Colorado, uh, who does most of his stuff at Rocky Mountain Pro. I really like Balaam. I think Dallin has a ton of potential. Um, my old tag team partner, Cheeseburger, I wrestled him at his school, the old Ring of Honor dojo, now the Worldwide Dojo. Mm-hmm. And his, I hadn't wrestled him in years. And his improvement was just, I mean, he's oh, a he's, teacher now, so his improvement. He's a stud, man. Yeah. He, he's, he's great. He's amazing. He's great. Yeah, he, he brought it for sure. And um, Rick Recon, who I like a lot, works in uh, New York. Uh, Cody Hawk, who actually took a step back from wrestling. Cody trains... Um, John Moxley trained Sammy Callahan, he trained LA Knight, um, trained, uh, Shauna Reed, who's actually his wife. Uh-huh. And she's been on a lot of, uh, AEW stuff. Um, but Cody took a step back to, he actually runs, um, the micro, uh, micro wrestling, the, uh, midget wrestling. <laughs> and he actually trains them and goes all over the country and makes more money than all of us probably combined. He makes a really good living at it. And uh, he's real happy doing that. Moved to Tennessee. He was in Ohio. Moved to Tennessee, but he's uh, he's you know he's another guy. And I was I was fortunate to wrestle one of his match you know one of his last matches before he you know decided to go to do that. So you know it was it was a lot of fun. It was uh, it was it was my honor to wrestle a lot of these guys. Yeah. Kind of 
you know. But, but yeah, the guys that are young, like, I mean, Cheeseburger, we all know about. Barrett Brown's really kind of, he's done a lot of knee just hand strong stuff, so he's kind of out there. Um, but I really like, I really like Rick Recon. I think Rick's a, a stud. Colby's, Colby's coming right along. And I, you know, the rumors that Colby might go to WWE. And if he does, I'm sure he'll do great there. Yeah. Um, he's great. You know, but I'm more, I'm more, I'm just happy that he got his life strained out. He had been through some struggles oh, with yeah. addiction and, yeah. and now he's got a little boy at home and a wonderful wife and she, she's, she's the best. And you know, it's, uh, he's, he's doing real well for himself. So I'm, Crazy proud of him and, and all the stuff he's done. So we we've been very fortunate to see a lot of Colby being based out of North Carolina. Um, most right. um most recent well not most recently but was probably one of the best matches that year I saw was he, he had a match with um with Speedball Mike Bailey that was just bananas. <laughs> oh yeah, and I love I love Speedball too. I've, I've uh, I haven't seen him in a while, but. <laughs> You know, and he, even though he's in the states now, but I haven't, uh, I haven't seen him that much. But I know he's, you know, he's uh, he's not that far away from me actually. So he's you know a couple hundred miles. So I'll have awesome. to. I'm sure I'll run into him soon. He's uh, he's a great guy. He's uh, another. Uh, he's another uh, awesome wrestler too. So it's uh, it's it's an interesting time because we have so many really good. We have those good like middleweights, you know, like uh-huh. those good 200 pound guys. You know, it'd be nice to have them. And there's some good 268-pound guys, too, out there. But I really like that Thrillbilly in NWA. Mm. Oh, yeah. Big, tall big tall guy. But funny, funny son of a gun, too. Um, <laughs> Love to hear that. But he's, yeah, he's real good. He's a Dr. Tom guy. And, um, you know, there's plenty of plenty good talent out there. The two big hosses that just won the NWA U.S. tag belts. I like both of those guys, too. Uh, AJ Kazana. I used to watch his dad jobs on TV for NWA and WWF, Joe Kazana, and then <laughs> yeah. his That's granddad cool. used to run, yeah, his granddad used to run, well, they, his dad still runs a promotion, but his granddad used to promote a lot of towns down there, too, kind of near you guys, and then um, uh, Andrew, uh, and, and Andrews there, Anthony Andrews, that's his partner, he doesn't call himself that, he calls himself a cowboy name, but uh, those guys just won the belts, and, and Anthony's been a guy who's been kicking around the independence for a long time and, and really worked on himself and improved himself, improved his body, improved his look. Good one. Uh-huh. Um, you know, so yeah, these guys are, again, man, it's like a lot of talent out there, you know, and I, and yeah. I really, I really like, um, I really like what the girls are doing there. Uh, Ella Envy, mm-hmm. um, I really like her. She's, she's, she's kind of near you guys. And, um, Kenzie Page, she's, she, she has the New South, well, she did. I don't know if she does anymore, but she had the New South belt in Alabama. Uh-huh. And uh, the belt's bigger than her. I swear they, I swear they, rip, <laughs> they rip everybody. Cause they, they have, it's like the biggest belt. I think the size of like the New Japan belt. Because I think he yeah. you know, kind of made it like the New Japan belt. So the thing, and he puts it on all these, like puts it on like Cabana Man Dan and John Gresham. And <laughs> I think he's doing it. It's like a, he puts it on the shortest, smallest people, you know. But yeah. She's awesome. really going to make the belt look and, huge. And <laughs> exactly. It already, it'll look big on me and I'm six two, but yeah. you know, but, but she's really, and she's done a good job with herself in the shape and, and not that she wasn't in shape, but you know what I mean? You know, yeah. TV shape and then done a great job of, uh, just kind of, you know, really, uh, putting herself out there and, and those girls are doing great. And, and they're one of, it's funny because they're these two real attractive young ladies, uh, cute girls who are, 
sweethearts in real life, but they've managed to turn themselves into like believable heels. Mm -hmm. And they're not really like bitches. Like they're not bitches and you don't, oh my God. And you want to call them names. Like they're more like annoying and kind of like mean girl type stuff. And they're doing a really good job. Like, and, and it's not like, uh, they're not acting all crazy and heelish. They're just acting like entitled, like, you know, like mean girls and it's good. And they're doing a good job with it. And I was very impressed because I really watched a lot of the product lately. And it's mm-hmm. been one of the things I've been most impressed with. And, and I'm not always a huge fan of women's wrestling, but, um, I thought those girls did a great job and, uh, I'm proud of them, you know? So, yeah. um, you know, a lot of the girls, uh, a lot of the guys and girls kind of go to my seminars and when they do, they kind of, I kind of, you know, keep an eye on them after that, you know, if I, if I can. So, but they're, they're good, man. Yeah. So I only have a couple more minutes here, guys, just because I'm wrapping up. Yeah, of course. Uh, real life is intervening, but, <laughs> yeah. um, you truly so. are the professional coach and I appreciate you so much. We'll do this again sometime. We'll do a part two in the future. Yeah, Absolutely. I'd love to have man. you back on. I appreciate your time. All right, guys. Awesome. Have, I'll a, take, have a great night and I'll talk to you guys later. All right. All right thank you, man. You. Thank All you. Right. God bless Bye-bye. you guys. Bye-bye. Thank you. Give me a hell yeah.